Okay, welcome back, all of you time travelers, to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined, like always, with the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Micah. Out here practicing my psychic future views. <laughs> Hold on, my crystal's ringing. <laughs> So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2023 American comedy slasher film, Totally Killer. Murder is so 1987. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, it is. Actually, murder is an everyday thing, sadly. Yeah, when you live here. Yeah, actually, anywhere. But anyway, hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 339 of this illustrious podcast, and it is chapter two in our month of Left Behind movies. So, like I said last week, it's not those Christian movies. I think Kurt Cameron's in them. I should bring up a fun fact about the Left Behind series every week. But no, it's not a Christian uh, episode, but it is a month of movies that we would have done in October, but things happen. Ideas change. People see a cool ass movie or something old that we should watch and they get pushed to the wayside. We have a list, a list that has grown every year that I would never have to choose another scary movie for the next, I think, four years. But every year, there's at least five or six scary movies that come out and some scary movies that slip through the cracks of my big old mind. So that list just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, there's tons of things that we will watch one day, but, you know, it's all up to the list <laughs> and what we feel like. So, But tonight's movie is totally killer. So this movie was directed by Nanachka Khan. Now, that name might not sound familiar to a lot of people, but she created and executive produced a ton of comedy series. So, Don't Trust a Bitch in Apartment 23, Fresh Off the Boat, and the comedy series from NBC, Young Rock. Hmm. So, this is her second film, I believe. Now, she actually... Way back in the day, she worked for Disney Televi Television Animation, so she did episodes for Pepper Ann and American Dad and a whole okay. lot of other stuff. So she's been making comedy for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Now, for the uninitiated, the movie Totally Killer is about a teenager that, after her mother is murdered <laughs> by a serial killer, she goes back in time and she teams up with her mom to try to catch the killer. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like Final Girls, kind of. Yeah, but no. It's the same, but different. Now, um, the actually, the writer and director of Final Girls, when this movie came out, was like, man, that looks familiar. <laughs> and a lot of people from that movie were like, damn, tip of my tongue. I've seen this before. 
Uh, but no, I it is a different idea, I will say, but it it does have the same kind of feel as you know a ton of movies that we've seen. Now, this movie is part of that group of horror that mixes genres and actually mixes movies. Now, I think it's in one of my seven words, but fuck it, I'm gonna kind of say it now. This bad boy is Back to the Future, but with a serial killer. Now, Biff was a bad, bad person, but there's a killer in this movie that likes to really stab people. <laughs> and so the main character is trying their best to stay alive and stop the killer before their mom is murdered. Um, I, I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, um, it's like Christopher Landon likes mixing two sweet-ass movies together. So, mm-hmm. Emma, what did you think about the movie Totally Killer? I loved it. It was the perfect mix of comedy and horror. It reminded me a lot of the same feel as Werewolves Within. I I just it was it was fun. Like I could watch it over and over and over. It was enjoyable. So, Micah I can't stand this PC woke nonsense and all the movies I was here for a slasher. I'm just kidding. Fuck off if you have that view. My God, I looked at some of the reviews on this movie and they were review bombing the hell out of it. Oh, PC this, PC this, the 80s were so much better. PC coverage. Oh my God. This movie was a fucking banger. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this made the banger list. So I really like this movie a lot. It was so creative. And while it is kind of like Final Girls, it is also completely different from Final Girls. And I love <laughs> that we get to see two sides to all of the adults mm-hmm. um, from the beginning, from modern day. And you get to go back and see how they were in high school and just how far people have come, how far people, like how much people have changed and (laughs) how shitty high school kids are just in general. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of forget about that aspect of it in a lot of horror movies because a lot of horror movies that deal with teens, like very lightly touch on the like bullying and then they're like, oh shit, there's a killer. Forget all this bullshit. Like we're not, we're not dealing with that anymore. But this movie did a really good job at continually bringing it up. There kept being things throughout the film that was just like, oh, well, that's not okay to say. And we're not talking like that anymore. And right. you can't call that person fat. Like, you can't just name somebody, you know, whatever it was, Fat Amy or whatever the fuck fat they were Chris. calling her. <laughs> like, you can't do that shit. Um, so it was really cool. I really liked it. This was a great movie now when we started this one it it reminded me of final girls and i knew i was in for a funny movie that was going to be pretty graphic and then pull at the heartstrings at some point that's what final girls did especially toward the end when spoilers but we did this episode a long time ago you know when she realized the mom that she was trying to survive with in the movie is her mom but not really her mom and she had to let her go at some point because she wasn't the final girl actually the main character was the final girl she forced herself to be now with this film you know we had to have a main character was kind of a poop head and then they 
you know, get better. But I really like this mix of Back to the Future and um, John Hughes films and things like that. I really thought it was pretty smart and it made me smile a lot. And it was a lot of laughs because there's a reason we haven't gotten a new version of Back to the Future. And I hope we never do. But if we do get one, it'll probably be going back to the 80s or the 90s, depending on when it's done. And it would probably be a culture shock like this movie was. Now, the main character, when she's back in the 80s, and I looked at Katie a lot of the time, and I was like, fuck, man, the 80s were wild. You know, just random people would pick you up and like, well, I'm going to take you to the to the school. It's like, lady, I don't know you. You're a fucking stranger. He's like... Would a stranger be wearing... What the fuck? She, was Ralph Lauren or... Yes, it, something people would just give stranger be wearing gloria vanderbilt there you go gloria vanderbilt like it just uh, a lot more hitchhiking back in the day you know before ted bundy started killing (laughs) women but it just the way people acted and the how the world moved is just so carefree yeah seems so carefree and wild and with a fucking killer around everybody's like ah it's all right they're not gonna kill me like yes they probably could and how evidence works and Things like that. I actually looked up a fun fact about evidence and how that works with crimes. And in 1987 was the first fucking case that they actually used DNA to solve the crime. Correct. In England. (laughs) So (laughs) That's fucking clever. Yeah. The main character yelling about DNA. She is not off the mark. (laughs) They should be doing that. Well, and I like that they didn't force that. Oh, she just knows everything. She's like, I don't know what it stands for. It's just the thing. You plug it into the world database. and Oh, let me just get on. <laughs> it's it's fun. But I think the subgenre of just culture shock is always fun, you know, especially with time travel movies. Think about any silly. I always go back to Back to the Future because this is very much like Back to the Future. It's just, you know, Marty dealing with you know his mom back in the day and just how the world is so different and weird but no this was a very fun movie uh very graphic for what was happening a lot of stabs in this movie now there weren't like guts coming out or anything like that it was just a lot of stabbing in this movie that was the sound effects for me every time one of the girls got stabbed and they were like it was (laughs) hardcore and uh, like I said, it felt really good. I would love now. I don't know if you can make another one or anything like that, but I love the mixing of two genres or two movies to make a scary movie. Like I said, uh, Freaky and Happy Death Day. Th- that's two series that mix some of the best movies together to make a slasher film. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep it up, ladies and gentlemen that make scary movies. Keep it up. There are some really good old movies that people would be like, "Hey, I remember that movie." Oh man, that person got stabbed sixteen times in their stomach. Oh, oh my god, this is also what's what's with the trend of uh, time travel horror movies? It's <laughs> I don't know. We After watching of- "It's a Wonderful Knife" and this, it was like there there were basically like two versions of the same movie with different themes. Yeah, it's it it it's funny. I, I don't know. I guess people really enjoy dealing with back in the day issues, like with someone you know that has modernized. Like I said. Fish out of water, man. It's funny. <laughs> so you can check this film out on Amazon or Shudder, but it's an Amazon Prime video film, but you can get things on Shudder also. 
Uh, and this bad boy runs for 106 minutes, a little bit longer than a typical scary movie. Only like six minutes. A little bit longer than a typical <laughs> scary movie. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to say, this one is a Blumhouse film. It was oh. under the Blumhouse television yep. banner. So No shit. Yeah. Sure was. It is a damn good movie. So we'll get through the story real quick. This bad boy opens with a... <laughs> and <laughs> I listen. So when I'm at work, I have uh, earbud in uh, when I'm grooming dogs. And depending on the day, I listen to different things. Either it's some D&D podcast or music. Or I listen to murder crime shows okay yeah yeah i you know (laughs) so it's like you know i'm sitting there grooming a dog and it's like and then katie went crazy and she cut up 72 men i'm like holy shit you know and it's like and what they found in her third apartment will blow your mind i was like oh it's gonna blow my mind (laughs) you know sitting there listening and stuff but uh, this movie starts kind of like that and we learn about the sweet 16 killer so in Vernon, uh, Illinois, probably. I don't know where Vernon is. It just Washington, is... Ohio. Yeah. Well, this movie pulls a lot from John Hughes, and a lot of his things were in Shermer, Illinois. So I assume okay. it's probably somewhere. <laughs> in Illinois. It could be somewhere else. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But on October twenty seventh, twenty ninth, and thirty first of nineteen eighty seven, three teenage girls were murdered. So we got Tiffany Clark, Marissa Song, and Heather. Hernandez, and they were murdered by the Sweet 16 killer, stabbed 16 times on the nights of their 16th birthdays. Now, they never caught the killer. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's like a scary episode of America's Most Wanted, man. It's, there were a lot of scary people got away. And the town still has this... Um, It seems like they're not that afraid of the killer, because they assume the killer just got old, maybe, or just felt like stopping, you know? But there are some people that are holding on to this really cool story. And one podcast or podcast reporter, Chris Dubasage, he has a podcast, a very popular podcast that goes over the facts and the story of the Sweet 16 Killer. Now, he is doing a tour at the beginning of the movie and we see a, what was it? Um, oh, he was walking with people. He was doing like a kind of like a pub crawl thing. And oh yeah, we murder see tour. yes, a murder tour. And we see the mask for the killer. Uh the mask looks like it's it's a blonde haired white guy with a really creepy smile on his face. Mm-hmm. It's very like purge-esque. Yeah, and like one raised eyebrow and a giant dangly earring. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very old school sci-fi kind of stuff. And it's a blonde, crazy looking faced guy. But uh, it's creepy. Now, just like in Scream, you don't have to have a scary face to be you know, terrifying. Just a face that is just looking at you. That can be scary enough. So we meet up with Jamie Hughes. <laughs> it, this is not the first nod toward John Hughes. It's, it's a lot of people's names or characters from movies. Uh, I think what uh, Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles, there are a lot of names from those movies. Mm-hmm. But um, she 
is getting ready to go to a concert with her friend Amelia on Halloween night. Now we see Pam. Hey, it's Julie Bowen, the mom from, well, one of the moms from Modern Family. And she was in Happy Gilmore. She was a reporter in that movie. So Pam is staying at home. She's not going to do that much on Halloween. And she seems very protective of Jamie. Now, this is the kind of issue that happens in a lot of movies. Like if Katie and I were fighting aliens and doing all this stuff. And then our kid was like, it's not scary outside. I'm like, bitch, we fought so many things and had to deal with stuff when we were younger. It was like, well, that that's over. Those times are done. I'm like, okay. And so Jamie doesn't really feel like the world is scary and she's ready to go party with her friend. Now, Pam used to be friends with the three victims of the sweet 16 killer. And Jamie tells her, you need to get over it, man. Like that was a long time ago. Like, that killer's not here anymore. And Pam's like, I guess. But, you know, let your dad drop you off for his concert and, you know, be safe. And she's like, whatever, you know, like a bad child is. Um, hopefully they can work out their relationship later. Spoilers, they don't really. So as Pam is at home passing out candy, uh, we see <laughs> a character with the same mask standing in front of Pam at the door. Uh, I just, that's weird, man. But uh, the killer starts to try to get inside of her house. Pam runs away in fear. But no, Pam was just playing a trick. Pam's got guns all around her house and weapons under the couch. The fucking banister of like, what, by by the door, there was like this little hidden compartment and she pulled a gun out. And Pam knows karate. She's kicking ass. I was like, hell she yeah. She had all sorts of hidden things. Like she had shit taped under the um under her couch. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And Pam is fighting for her life and doing a pretty good job. Uh she gets a I like the fact that they actually had someone fight back for once. Yes. And this early on in the movie, like and do a halfway decent job. Like that was awesome to see. Super refreshing. Yeah. Her only problem was, and a lot of people in this movie, and a lot of people in a lot of scary movies, uh, they're not here to kill. Now, if something scary came into my place and was like, rah, 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 and I hit it and it goes down, I'm just, might as well just keep swinging. I'm here. I got a weapon. Might as well just finish the job. Don't come in my house, dickhead. But Pam is trying to leave, and she gets her, I guess, her tendon cut or her leg cut, and she goes down. And as she's crawling to the door, she gets 16 stabs into her body. I was like, God damn, this killer is like stabbing the shit out of her. And then some, I'm about to say carolers, some trick-or-treaters see her body. They actually go into the house and see her stabbed up body. Oh no. Now we see that Jamie is all types of fucked up about this because, you know, one of her last things she told her mom was to get over this whole serial killer thing. It's it's over. And the killer returned and murdered her up. And so she's like, fuck, it's my fault. You know, I, you know, she could have, I could have been at home. I probably could have helped protect her and stuff. That's, you know, you got to have a reason for people to want to be in a movie. So now her father, I can't remember what his job is. He's not a weatherman. I can't remember. Which one? The dad of the main girl. Oh, I don't remember. I don't think they actually say what his job is. I don't know, to be an actor in a lot of serial killer movies? Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> <at that. laughs> so, 
we see that and this comes out of left field, but fuck it, you know, uh, Jamie's best friend, Amelia, is working on a time machine that just comes out of nowhere. A high schooler working on it. And in my head, I was like, are you fucking serious? A high school is working on a time machine. And that's just like, eh? no, her mom had plans for a time machine. I was like, OK, so I guess another high schooler back in the day made it. OK, that's I have to accept this. Well, it's a combination of the two yeah. they've been working on for at this point now 30 years yeah 35 40 still years two teenagers working on a time machine yeah i know but i'm just saying i was Some like kids are really fucking smart yeah I had to... as is seen in these two girls who don't belong in this backwoods town that they live in absolutely <laughs> so uh, jamie is kind of helping out amelia with her time machine because it's going to be for a uh, what a science fair, I guess. It's the craziest okay. fucking thing to show off at a science fair, but what, what do I know? And we see that reporter, Chris Dubasage, come up to Jamie. Actually, Jamie goes out and finds him. We see Chris multiple times in the movie, but Jamie comes up to Chris because there was a note from the killer, and Pam actually showed the note to Chris before she died, and it said, you're next one day so pam has been sitting on this note for some amount of time and that's more the reason that her house was just loaded with weapons mm -hmm. so jamie and amelia are talking about the science fair and just trying to figure out well there's a what if moment in this movie and amelia has set the dial on the time machine for uh, a couple of days before the murders way back in 1987 and she says you know if this time machine does work i was thinking we could go back and save your mom before this happened if we kill the killer then or stop the killer then your mom would be alive and like that'd be really cool now at night we see the killer comes out and tries to kill jamie just ignores amelia wants jamie dead they run to the science fair and Jamie hops into the time machine. Now, this time machine looks like a photo booth. And I thought that was really funny. And the killer stabs the console of this time machine. And boy, howdy, that's what the time machine needed. A knife in the console. That was just the right amount of stabbage it needed. And it goes back in time. And so now Jamie is in 1987. Uh, it doesn't take her long to figure out that she's there. Uh, just the world is just brighter <laughs> and weirder. And she finally deduces that if she can stop the killer, she can stop the original killing spree and stop the killer, then her mom won't die. Now, I don't know the rules fully of this world. Now, some movies, if you have a time machine, if you go back in time and stop something, then you wouldn't be there to stop it at first because you wouldn't have a reason to have the time machine or cause it because the killer stabbed the time machine and started it if he wasn't there to stab it how does she go back in time to begin with and then that's when you get a headache paradox yes uh mm -hmm. a lot of movies and books get real paradoxical about time time travel and they say it's kind of impossible it, you know but then we have some shows and movies like futurama where fry is his own fucking grandparent you know uh, as he said, I did the nasty in the pasty, uh, had sex with his Barely. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
so she realizes that she can save her mom's life. Now, as she is in school, masquerading as an exchange student from Canada, and boy, howdy, no one checks anything. The lady, the receptionist is like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a transfer student from Canada and, you know, I need to get some classes and blah, blah, blah. And she just hands her a sheet. There you go. There's your classes. She's like, oh, my God, that's, that's so easy. I, I could have just been a crazy person. I'm like, we don't really fucking care. <laughs> you know, why would you do that bad thing? Uh, it just shows how the world was so lax. Not even lax. It's not the word. It's just no one did anything crazy. Well, I think the weirdest part about that scene for me, like it just made me stop and think and get really frustrated is because that means like her ability to just hand somebody a fucking like junior year schedule means that that school is so small that every grade has the exact same schedule. So all the freshmen are on this schedule, all the sophomores are on this schedule, all the juniors and then all the seniors. Meaning that there's only ever one class full of students of any given yeah, grade. It seems like these kids really know each other. So there's like 120 kids at this whole school. <laughs> and maybe, probably less than that. And at there's a scene coming up where there's a party. And there's like 300 kids in this room. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Chaos. So Jamie goes to gym class. Going to start class right now. Uh, and it's funny. Now, we were talking about how this movie got some bad reviews. And you got to remember, this is coming from the eyes of a female or lady, girl, from 2023 going back to 1987 and just realizing little by little that, fuck, things are just weird. When she went to gym class, her shorts were really, really short. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are these? Oh, she loves saying what the fuck. And it made me laugh every time when something would happen. But she's like, these shorts are really goddamn short. Like, is this like... Yeah, where are the rest of my shorts? And it's just how people didn't give a shit and how people just say wild things. It's like, you can't say that, you know? And yes, someone from this time that didn't have to deal with stuff like that, yeah, they they would question a lot of things in this movie. I I, Like I said, it didn't bother me. It makes sense. Someone from 2023 going back to the 80s, they'd be like, that's not right. (laughs) And they're like, uh You know, they're they're talking about drunk driving at one point. And she's like, yeah, you don't get better when you're drunk. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, that's not right. You shouldn't be drinking and driving. That's so dangerous. Like, who are you? So as she is in gym class and she deals with dodgeball, the most dangerous, you know, game of dodgeball ever, she realizes that Pam, her mom, was a bitch. (laughs) And her and the three girls that were murdered earlier in the past they are part of a group and they're like the mean girls of this school and they are called the mollies based off of molly ringwald so uh for the uninitiated molly ringwald she was a very very is a very very beautiful red-headed lady that were that was in a lot of john hughes films my f- the mama switched at birth uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite molly ringwald movie is Holy shit, I forgot the name of it. The no, not switched it for um American Teenager. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that. That yeah, movie. switched it for was a different mom. Okay. Breakfast I didn't watch Club. that show, then I'm thinking of a different show. The uh, of the mom. American Life was a mess. I watched like three seasons of it. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but no, Breakfast Club. She was the uh, vapid 
kind of yeah she was vapid the vapid redheaded girl that falls in love with the bad guy that's probably gonna get his ass kicked when he tells his dad he's got detention for the next like two months <laughs> but he got a kiss so i'm happy happy for him so it's it's rough going for jamie talking to pam and the three girls because she's a bitch so there's a party that night hooray and so it's unfortunately the first night where one of the girls dies and so her plan is to shut the party down or cock block or just make sure she has eyes on the girls no actually she knows which one dies first she's like you're gonna die tonight well she doesn't tell him she's like she's gonna die tonight gotta stop her from dying so now we see Lauren. So Amelia, Jamie's best friend, her mom, Lauren, is in school right now. And Jamie talks to her and tells her that, hey, I have your book of time travel plans. Me and your daughter are best friends and your time machine worked. Doesn't take much for Lauren to realize that, holy shit, time travel's real. I did it. And so Lauren is working on the time machine with her. Now, they meet a very nerdy kid named doug and he is a hall monitor in the school um big lanky black guy and everyone's like you're nude you know just like a typical 80s movie so they try to sneak into this party and jamie gets in and she tries her best to like i said stop the party or just keep everybody keep her eyes on the ladies now unfortunately she gets distracted because she sees her dad <laughs> and her dad is like all the abs and hot as hell and is she realizes that if she messes with their relationship she could end up like back to the future and disappear though blink herself out of existence. so lauren says that wouldn't happen you just wouldn't be a person if you made it back no one would know if they never got together and she uh -huh. inadvertently starts helping them like each other faster. And she's like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And like, you're supposed to happen. Unfortunately, as one of the girls, uh, Tiffany. Yes, <laughs> Tiffany gets stabbed up to high heaven. The killer was waiting in her parents' bedroom in the restroom or closet and stabs her to shit. So Jamie is one for three. And it changes the story because she died in a different place than where she was originally intended to be killed. She's supposed to die in the garage. So everyone in the future is like, oh, yeah, in the garage. And then in the past, she gets killed in her parents' bedroom. And then we move to the future again. And the people in the future are like, wait a minute. I just said garage, but it wasn't the garage. It was the bedroom. Like, why would I say that? What's going? Why would I? have done that and they're freaking out about the mandela effect yes because so, they're remembering things differently yeah amelia and chris the reporter are realizing that jamie is affecting the past and amelia says that sure she can change little things but the more that she fucks with the past will cause ripples changes to the future but hopefully she won't change a lot of things that much <laughs> So um, this part of the movie, we get a lot of red herrings, a lot of characters that pop up and they just look spooky and iffy. And it's just a lot of jokes, really. Uh, this middle part of the movie is Jamie trying her best to keep the ladies alive. 
So now Jamie realizes that I just got to keep the girls from heading to this cabin. And that's where the second set of murders happen. Just got to keep them away from the cabin. Now, she infiltrates the group. She is part of the Mollies. And she tells them, hey, let's just not go to the cabin. Let's go into the city and we can get drunk and have have fun this weekend. And they're like, okay. I'll go to my parents' condo. And oh. condo, in her eyes, was the cabin. So now Jamie is like, shit. Well, it's all good. No one knows we're here. We didn't, like, broadcast it. We'll be fine. We just gotta stay safe. Unfortunately, the girls have informed the guys. So Randy, the football player, and her dad, Blake, and they bring alcohol and good times. So while this is happening, unfortunately, the next girl gets murdered. Uh, now, Jamie is protecting Marissa, the girl that was supposed to die at the cabin, but Heather is murdered instead. Once again, changing up the timeline. So uh, Jamie, informed by Amelia, actually Lauren, uh, too many names in this movie. So Lauren, the science mom, tells her, that, hey, you might not have that much time left because the time machine needs Wi-Fi to function and your phone from the future only has like 20% power left. You probably have half a day left. So she's like, holy shit, I don't want to stay here. So she is going to help her out and she realizes she's on a deadline now. She has to stop the killer before she gets stuck in the 80s. Now, in the present day, we see that Amelia... And Chris, they are still working on the time machine and they figure out how to fix it. And Chris seems really confused about this. And he he has some really weird questions that he says, but he seems he wants Jamie to come back. He really wants her to not be in the past changing things because, you know, it's dangerous. <laughs> so on Halloween night, the group, so Randy and Blake and marissa and pam and jamie they meet up at the amusement park where the science fair is in the future and they are ready to set a trap for the killer because the killer wants to get to marissa you know it's just they tell her hey it's all right we'll be there to protect you but just act like you're gonna just give a bj in the spooky in the spooky amusement park the spooky house yeah yeah it's just a normal beach in the school you know so she goes off to give just a beach she's like yeah i've done that yeah, okay i've done this <laughs> so you pee from there yeah <laughs> all right no you, you sure do <laughs> so we see that the killer is really trying to get to marissa and the gang they actually fight off the killer and kara the future town sheriff uh in the future she's an asshole but right now, she seems pretty cool. She kills the killer with a scythe. Uh, it, was, it was a real scythe. I'm like, holy shit. They take the mask off the killer. And boy, howdy. It's the nerd Doug. <laughs> so hmm. this whole movie was a revenge. Scary movie. Now, earlier, Katie and I were talking about scary movies that have this this story beat. Now, like in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, yes, Fred Freddy Krueger was a child diddler, and the parents of Elm Street killed him in a fire. He comes back to get revenge on their children in their dreams. 
So it's that thing. It's specific people need to get killed because of reason. Don't don't touch Willie. Good advice. Yeah, good advice. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? Use your skeleton powers? <laughs> so the girls finally realize that Doug was dating Trish, fat Trish. Now he has a pendant on his necklace. Now they finally realize they will finally tell the story of the Mollies without Pam there got Trish drunk one night because they needed some answers from her. And the best way to get answers from somebody is to get them drunk because they'll tell the truth, apparently. Well, Trish freaked out and drove off. And just like all the different nods to drunk driving earlier in this movie, Trish dies on her way home. So now we understand that Doug figured out that the Mollies were the cause of his girlfriend's death. And Doug learns karate at the mall and proceeds to murder these girls on their birthdays. Now, uh, when I put this part together, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm cool with Doug then. He killed bad people. But I was like, I'm so torn. <laughs> Jamie tried her best to keep these ladies alive. And I was like, I kind of wanted that to happen. Now, before this moment ends, we got to go back to present day. Now, we see that Amelia and Chris, they're working on the time machine. Now, we see Amelia is knocked out and the time machine is gone. And then another killer pops out in the past and kills Marissa. Holy shit, it's a new killer. So now there were two killers. Earlier in the movie, Jamie actually brings up that, yeah, there might be two killers, you know? Just like Scream. There were two killers in this movie. Now we learn that the killer that actually took out Jamie's mom was Chris, the podcast okay. reporter from the future. Now he realizes that he can only make so many episodes about three kills. And he and someone brings it up earlier in the movie that like it wasn't even like six kills. It was just three, you know. Usually serial killers are like over five kills. Now he realizes he needs to get the buzz going on this killer. So he dresses up like the Sweet 16 killer and murders Pam. Mm -hmm. So now we realize that he is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now the kids get away and it's up to Jamie and her past mom, Pam, to stop Chris, the killer. Now, they put the time machine into the, what, the Tilt-A-Whirl? It had a sweet-ass name. The Quantum Zone? Yeah. Quantum yeah, it had a Light, sweet, something like that? It had a sweet-ass name. So, Amelia, uh, Lauren tells Quantum Jane, Drop. Yeah. Because I was confused. I was like, wait a minute, that's not a drop ride. Why the fuck would you name it that? Yeah. So, Lauren tells Jamie that, hey, when this ride gets up to speed, the time machine will be ready do not be on the outside part of this. You have to be right in the middle or you will just get erased. And she's like, okay. So after a very lengthy fight with some really cool effects. So if you've ever been into a, like a tilt-a-whirl thing, the force of gravity just forces you against a wall. But if you're strong enough or cool enough or just don't care about getting hurt, you can stand in different directions or jump and you'll float for a little bit and then fall really hard. And this part of the movie we see the killer is just walking on the wall toward the girls. Now, Pam gets stabbed in the stomach 
but knocked off the ride going way too fast. She probably would have been extra fucked up. And so it's up to Jamie to take out Chris. Now she stabs his hands with the knives and then shoots many, many nails into his chest with the nail gun. And then he gets turned into pink mist. That is the best definition I have. He just, it's not even that like slow. It's fast. And he's messed. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so Jamie ends up in present day. Hooray, she made it. She runs home to see if her mom is alive. Her mom is alive and her dad's alive. Everything looks the same. Hooray. Amelia and Lauren, they're alive. Hooray. Hey, who's this weird guy walking up to the house? Like he like lives here. Oh, it's because Jamie now has an older brother. <laughs> now, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, she inadvertently got her parents together way earlier than supposed to. They were supposed to get together in college times and then get pregnant and then, you know, have a kid. Well, they were got together in fucking high school now and they have a child and his name is Jamie. <laughs> so now she has lost her name because <laughs> well, it's funny. She causes her own name to be taken because in the past, Jamie, her friend, saved her life. So now you know, yeah. it, it's just like in Back to the Future where Calvin Klein, you know, helped, you know, his mom get together with the dad. I'm, it's funny that his name wasn't. Well, he told the, the two that Marty's a good name. But yeah. it'd be funny if his name changed to Calvin because he was fucking around in the past. Yeah. And now her name is Colette. She got a new name. <laughs> and that. And oh. then the the mom um, of her best friend. Oh, yeah. Comes with a binder. Or a notebook filled with all the things that you've missed. <laughs> yes, because uh, history has changed. In a lot of time travel movies, uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons, uh, Time and Punishment, where Homer, he ends up in prehistoric times, and sometimes he sits on a fish or sneezes and kills all the dinosaurs or kills one mosquito. And the world is absolutely horrible when he makes it back to present day. Close enough. Yeah. yeah he gives up lizard when, tongues yeah lizard it, tongue. it was close enough but i think he kills what a mosquito and flanders is like in charge of the world and giving people lobotomies mm-hmm. and so he's got to get back to the toaster to get back into the past uh but no that is totally killer so emma who or what was your favorite thing about totally killer i said i had a really hard time picking favorites on this one but I'm going to go with my obvious choice, which was Jamie. Uh, She had absolutely no problem calling out all of the bullshit of the 80s. And regardless of how much everyone told her she was weird and stupid and awkward, she was like, nope, I'm here to make sure y'all at least get some sort of chance to survive. So fuck your opinions and moving on. And she tried to do as little damage to the future as possible. And I enjoyed that. But I really did have a hard time picking a favorite on this. Because everyone played their role perfectly. So I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know who I don't like. <laughs> so, Micah. Um, 
yeah, this this we we gotten really comfortable with movies that don't have a lot of people in them. And this one had a ton of people. And then not only did it have people, it had the younger version of those people. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I'm gonna go with the writing. I liked the modern take on a classic slasher kind of with time travel. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just really enjoyed the movie. I, I don't really have a favorite. It just all kind of worked for me. Um, her calling out was not overly PC. It was just calling out bullshit. Like, I, I don't understand why people have a problem with that. Oh, it's because she's a woman. That's why. No, but I I just enjoyed the movie. So it, it, it all gets a, it, it all gets a banger status. So, I mean, moving on. Uh, my favorite th- characters in this movie were the Crestons, both mm-hmm. uh, Lauren and Amelia, the mm-hmm. mother-daughter uh, science genius duo. They yeah. were fucking yes. fantastic. Amelia was a fantastic friend um, and a goddamn genius creating a freaking uh, working time machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then her mom, like... I loved her mom's story back in the 80s, being able to replicate the time machine um, with the correction of the, like, added, like, metal stabby part that made it work. Yeah. Um, And then how her being able to build that and gain confidence from completing that was able to adjust her life in the future. Because she was, like, a just, like, a factory worker at the beginning of the movie. Um, Because she had given up on her dreams of science. And by the end of the movie, after she had created this time machine and helped um, Jamie get out of the past, she becomes like a bioengineer, which is fucking fantastic. Like, good for you. The Crestons were fantastic. Absolutely. So honorable mention to Jamie. And and it's it's a specific Jamie because, you know, in the beginning of the movie, you have to kind of like, give Jamie a reason that she has regret and wants to change things. So she was an asshole at the beginning of this movie. But it was the Jamie that was in the 80s just dealing with all the weird shit. Like I said, the character, Jamie, says what the fuck so many times in this movie because weird shit happens. Uh, I think Randy picks her up and like carries her out of the party. She's like, what the fuck? And you're like, don't touch me. Yeah. And throws her outside. Inappropriate touching. Inappropriate. <laughs> Unwanted touch. Unwanted, Unwanted touch. touch. And it made me laugh because if I went to a party in the 80s, I'm like, Grammy, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's like, you know, I'm used to a certain way of life. And then if things change, I'm ready to fight. And it made me laugh, which goes to actually explain my real favorite character. It's the comedy in this movie. Now, it, it has tinges of scary but it's really not that scary but you know there's spots where the killer jumps out but man the comedy in this movie was hilarious and we get mm-hmm. some idiot high schoolers like randy he keeps making jokes about his junk <laughs> and he keeps the like, grabbing his dick <laughs> and it's just he's an idiot and he doesn't try to make it seem like he's a genius he's an idiot he knows he's dumb and it's just really cool. Everybody played the parts right. Like everyone said, it this was great, you know? So, Emma, uh, who or what was your least favorite thing in Totally Killer? 
I said the unapologetic bullying and belittling yeah. was my least favorite. The fact that they had no problem just getting that chick trashed to find out if she slept with the coach and then got her so uncomfortable that she left in that state and then died. But just all the problematic issues of the 80s were my least favorite, Micah. I'm going to go with Sheriff Dennis Lim, (laughs) Asian Jim, Randall Park. I fucking love Randall Park. Yes, but his character sucked. Yes, yes. I mean, he was yeah. funny. Like, like, don't yeah, get me wrong. His his humor. DMA database. <laughs> his humor was was fucking funny, but I mean, he was just kind of a dick, just blowing smoke and in, in her face, and I don't know, just being a stereotypical dick sheriff who doesn't believe in believe what the kids are saying. You know the the whole trope. Yeah, yeah you, you got to have it in their movie. Unfortunately, uh, I equally disliked. Randy and uh Cara Lim, the daughter of the sheriff. Yeah. Um stupid. Throughout Cara. the whole movie, in the past and in the present, she was a straight up bitch. And Randy, like they didn't show enough of him in the present for it to matter. Like he becomes principal at the end. So cool. And he was like a athletics coach or some shit at the beginning. But it was 80s, so dumb. <laughs> Randy was a piece of shit. Yep. He just like kept like every joke was about his dick. He was like burping in people's faces and like throwing them out of parties and just ugh, he was garbage. My least favorite thing in this movie, and it kind of ties into the comedy, so I shouldn't be that mean about it, but it is the the idiotic 80s people. Now, many times Jamie is like, there is a killer out in the streets. They should be so scared. And they're in a hot tub naked, getting high, drinking. And she's like, I just don't get why they don't give a fuck. And it's just like, they don't think they're going to be hurt. So, like, why be scared if you don't think nothing's going to happen to you? You know, that was her at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She, it's teenagers all around. Yeah, it was also Jamie the night her mother got murdered. Like I'm not scared, mom. I'm going to this concert. Fuck it. So and then unfortunately, um, uh, the cops were idiots. But you know it. They I assume they did their job, but then you know the sheriff is like, you know, there weren't any murders in our town until, until you, you got up. here. So like we've never had to deal with murders. So like you know it, they're just. Everyone was just really stupid, you know. Yeah, so that was my least favorite, but it ties into my favorite because it was funny. But everyone really played their parts right. I can't hate the killer, but well, the first killer because he had a really fucking good reason to want to kill him. Like he was getting revenge for his girlfriend. Now Chris, he was a dickhead, but you had to have another villain because they killed that one way too fast. <laughs> I was like, somebody's got to be the killer that you know gets it in the end. So. Let us do seven word synopsis. I have a few. So this line was from the coach uh, at the beginning of the movie where they talk about self-defense. And he says, avoid the knife, keep your life. Perfect. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. 
And then my next, one is, yeah. <laughs> my next one is Back to the Future mixed with Scream. Uh, it goes to the two killers. Um, there's another. Oh, uh, he she brings up Drew Barrymore being in the movie for like five minutes and then getting killed. Uh, like I said, she brings up a lot like of movies. And then my last one is Time Machine just needed a knife stab. I've never seen a machine actually take it back. I've seen Terrell hit electronics and they work better for a little bit and then they absolutely die. Um, but <laughs> you're not supposed to stab things and make them work. <laughs> Usually if you stab something, it stops. But I've seen people hit things and they work better. Your old car. Yeah, I had to poke my old car with a stick to get it going. So yeah, the, yeah, that works. <laughs> Katie. All right. Uh, similarly, I said back to the nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and then uh, if John Hughes made a horror film. And my last one, mom should have done Strode School of Self-Defense. Correct. Like she was like competent ish, but she was not on Laurie Strode's level, which oh, she yeah. should have been because Laurie Strode had been waiting 40 years for that man to come back and try and murder her. Like he murdered all her friends. Uh, Micah. We're sending you back to the future. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I had three. High school time travel wins science fair. Break it up. Too horny. Too soon. <laughs> and then my alliterative. Teen takes time trip to take out Trickster. Nice. Yeah. So this film was released at Fantastic Fest. And that is a festival in Austin. And they go over a lot of really cool movies. And actually was helped created by the writer of the iron giant and Ooh. other movies but just that was the first one that popped up and that was september 28th 2023 or october 6 2023 for all us not people that live in austin so being that this was an amazon film there's no budget or box office i looked for 10 seconds and i didn't see anything so there might be one but i didn't see it in my 10 seconds of work so Minority kill count. We have two of the original murder girls were not white. And then the killer, Doug, was black. And that is it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the new number is 444 in a Tito turtle, in a house, in a plane full of vampires. And a black bear. Right? And a black bear. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot that I'd whisper it at the end. I did. Sorry. And a black bear. So, does anybody have anything else to say about Totally Killer before we get out of here? Oh, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was a fun one. Very enjoyable. I, I liked it. Now, like I said, if you are a big fan of the fish out of water story, uh, it's, it, it usually works with comedies a lot of the time. You'll enjoy, enjoy this. It's not that scary. Now, uh, I try my best to keep an open mind of things I say that aren't that scary or really scary. This one really isn't that terrifying. You can watch it. Now, the murder scenes, you hear a lot of stabs. I will tell you that. It's it's pretty rough with the stabbing. I was like, God damn, there's a lot of stabbing, you know? But 
16 stabs to be precise. Yeah, but that's really the worst part of it. Well, and I also feel like they they put a lot of effort into the reactions to the stabbings as well, especially the first one when she's like trying to fight him off and she's like, what, you think I wasn't going to be prepared? And then he finally gets the upper hand and stabs her and she was like, it was like a devastating sound, you know, she yeah. was just like, no, I did. I, you know, cause he gets her from behind and right up in the, in the rib cage. And it was just like, Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. Like I felt yeah, that. It, it hurt hearing those. Yeah. It's it, that, but that's probably the roughest part of the movie. I will say it's, it's more comedy than anything. It's just got a killer there. But uh, this is something you could probably watch with just anybody, you know, It'd probably be like a little squeamish for the stabs. But this is a solid this is a solid gateway scary movie. This is one that I would show people that were like, oh, I'm scared. I don't really like scary movies. Watch Totally Killer. It's really good. It's like Back to the Future, but with stabbing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, OK, OK, that sounds good. <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about time travel or stabbing people, or driving drunk, or I don't know. Oh, uh, marijuana not being that strong in the 80s, and hell, there are pills that could make you fucking fly to the moon. You can tweet Katie at Allentown Pod. We have an email at it. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So this was episode 339 in the pocket in the books out of sight. The music you listen to right now is Flip in the Combined Effort. Flip in the CE anywhere you can find them with Studio Fitas. Thank you so much for the artwork. So we have two more episodes. Now, this next one won't be an episode that was left behind. We have to do another Valentine's Day episode, just like we've done in the last two years. And uh, my, my sweet wife, Katie, has found us one. And I got a really good feeling it's not going to be that good. But we'll see. It might, <laughs> it, it might be banging. We don't know. Nope. But my spider sense went off when she told me what it was. And we looked at the cover and I was like, this looks like ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I smiled because I watch shitty movies for fun. So I think I'll have a great time. <laughs> I think as a night. As a majority will be like, this isn't good. But we'll see. But yes, uh, our Valentine's Day episode will be coming up next. So a great movie to cull up with your loved one and and do some touching. Because I guess that's what you do on Valentine's Day. So for Katie, for Bella that's been knocking stuff over, Emma and Micah. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with a Valentine's Day episode. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots. Now that's spooky or whatever.